You're listening to The 685, an Elder Millennials podcast. This is a show that talks about professional wrestling from North America and all over the world. Your hosts are Josh and Matt. Sit back and enjoy the show. Uh, and feel free to use whatever persona you want. Oh. It's producer Jake. Okay. And as soon as my dog's done scratching. I'm Death Witch Diva then. <laughs> you're, you're jackass and you'll like it. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the 685. Yes, we are not dead. Uh, it has been a month. Uh, this is an Elder Millennials podcast and this is episode number 52. That means we've been at this allegedly a year. It's been more like two and a half. Uh, but we don't talk about how I don't know how to keep counting anything or know what day of the week it is. Final episode of season one. Uh, season one on this feed, I guess. Yes. I don't know, whatever. Uh, producer Jake is with me today. My name is Josh. I am also joined by my normal 685 co-host. Uh, what are the hell I want to call him? Say Matt. it. Say, it. say my name. Say Lethal my name. Mario. I can't say oh, no. more past Fuck. that because that will be a copyright infringement. Yeah. What up? It's your boy Deathwish Diva. What's up to the people in the back and everyone throw your hands up if you are a fellow virgin simp cuck. Yeah. yeah. No, that's more like shit. He'll mark things. Uh, I have a meme that I'm posting to the page that will pop up as soon as this show drops. Hashtag uh, lethal Lothario. It's not going to be hashtag lethal Lothario. Hashtag insult be... simp virgins. No, 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 no. Now, it's going to be the ways that the uh, wrestling community in North America argues with itself. So, that's the meme. Check it out. Uh, you should have seen it before you got here. But if not, it, it it's on the 685 Twitter. So, yeah, go have the thing. Anyway, so gentlemen, it has been a month. I checked my notes. Uh, our last show dropped on June the 4th. This is now going to be July the 16th, 17th, something like that. Um yeah, life went sideways for like six weeks, Matt. Um, it still is. It, it, I just live in the sideways at this point. True. Call me, call call me, uh, uh Paul Giamatti because I'm sideways. Boom. Okay, so what's what's happened? Uh, you and I, you and I, uh, did did the video game thing. I sold some video games uh, at Vintage Show. Uh, about three weeks ago, you showed up to help me, and, and I, I met your lady friend. She's cool. I don't know why she puts up with you, but she's cool. Yeah, it's funny. She so said hello. the same thing about me, so there you go. About you putting up with me or me putting up with yeah, you? Yeah, so, oh, man, you guys you guys, you guys, are all – it was funny watching you two, like, talk to each other and stuff. It's hilarious. Oh, all we do, all we do is shit talk. I, I should talk to everyone because it's fun. I should talk to Jake all the time. Yeah, we uh, walked away for fifty bucks. Uh, the full rock band set. I was playing at her house. We got to play rock band again. Um, I'm gonna hack the Xbox so that we can just have literally every fucking song ever in the history of ever on there. Why not? So yeah, that, that's what you did. I I sold stuff. I made money. Thank God. I have still not cleaned up my office since then. Uh, I finally got all the stuff that I still have for sale put away. Um. I'm still off of Twitter with my personal account. I log on to the 685 account once in a blue moon to uh, update shit and uh, show that I'm alive. Uh, but I think that's it. So, Producer Mon. Yes. Uh, what have you been doing in the last six weeks since this podcast was the last thing? 
was it you or was it that stupid troll that was on our last? No, stupid troll wasn't on our last episode. When was the last time you were on our show? It's, Me? It's been, it's been a bit. Probably all the way back to episode 30. Ah. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while. And then, of course, the stupid troll I'm talking about is uh, number 40. He's not sent me a letter. Uh, the check has still not cleared the bank. So until he does, I call him, ne- I call him, ne- I call him negative 40 because every single time he's on, the ratings, dr- the ratings drop by 40 points. <laughs> yeah, then that means we have negative ratings because we're, our, we're still pretty bad, but you know, that's, it is a thing. That's what he causes. So with all that being said, uh, August is coming. Uh, that means SummerSlam's coming. That means New Japan's coming to the United States. Uh, that means AEW's doing stuff. I know they had Fighter Fest. Uh, night we, one tonight. Night, night, night one. Well, we're recording Wednesday. Night one was tonight. Um, With an amazing main event. We'll, oh, yeah. We'll get, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, night two is next week, of course. Uh, NXT just did the Great American Bash a couple weeks ago. Uh, some good stuff there. Uh, Raw's still a shit show. NXT is getting the fucks put to it because of, uh, uh, shitty moving around. Uh, SmackDown, I don't know how it's not become a total shit show. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna start my bitching fest. Feel yeah. free to jump in at any time. I'm gonna start with shitty Raw booking. Man, fuck Raw. All my homies hate Raw. Yeah, Raw used to be the premier show of WWE. Remember that? Raw, yeah. Raw, is, the, Raw, is, Raw? The, Raw is the perfect show to be on Peacock. <laughs> For, the, the Raw is currently the Peacock of wrestling shows. <laughs> I mean, here's uh, the thing. It, I actually did try to sit down and watch it Monday. Oh I wouldn't have. I didn't. I don't waste my time. I'll admit and, to that. And I can say that the and that, worst... And that pisses me off the, because the Bobby Lashley is a decent champion. The yeah. worst episode of Impact in the Forbidden Door era topped Raw. Yeah, easily. That's that's not... It's not a real high bar to get over. It was the last episode in the Thunderdome. Uh, Thunderdome is done. Uh, Raw and SmackDown are going on the road starting next week. Um, this Friday is going to be live with people... Money in the Banks this weekend, live with people. Yeah. Uh, I Matt, pull up the Money in the Bank card whenever you get a chance, please, because yeah. we got to go over that. Um, but Rob Booking pisses me off because there's no consistency. Can, 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 can I take the words of the master real quick? Fine, go ahead. And I quote, a terrible idea from shitty creative. Yeah. Thank you, Demo God. Yeah, I, I I am blown away by the fact that this, this is funny. This is so this is a little bit of news that happened while we were gone. Uh, there was a lady who came onto a podcast. First, she said something on Twitter saying, "Hey, I just got hired to be a writer for WWE." Mm. Yep. And it's funny because I just went to check her profile. I was like, "Oh, is she like someone in the business? Is she someone who knows someone in the business? Anything in the business? No, no. She's just a writer in general. She does like sitcoms, I guess, or something." And it came out because people, not a lot of the writers are known. They don't usually go on Twitter, or at least they're just not, their names aren't out there too much. And she was on a podcast, and she said that she's never watched wrestling a day in her life. She doesn't know anything. She called Bobby Lashley, like, Bobby Ashley. And she's like, it's Ashley or Lashley or something like that. I don't know. I should probably know. 
Um, that was the line that sort of everyone kind of hooked onto. Yep. But in general, because I listened to the uh, – not the whole episode, but the part that she was on in that episode. And she seems intelligent enough that, like, she knows what you're getting into in wrestling. She seems like a, a competent – you know, person when it comes to their job, if it was writing anything that they were passionate about, but she has no passion for wrestling. In that interview, she really knew nothing about actual wrestling, never knew anything about the history. So if I'm writing, it's the equivalent of saying, 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 uh, having me write for an episode of Star Trek. I don't watch Star Trek. I don't get into it. But Jake would see me as a shit heel mark trying to write for Star Trek. And he's like, the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, what are you writing? I'll be like, well, there's a guy with a weird thing on his forehead. His name's Barf or Warf or something. I don't know. And there you go. And at, at, at this point, Matt now has heat with me and with Flobo. Oh, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. He needs heat somewhere. <laughs> yeah. his, his heat meter's cooled way off lately. Just for yeah. saying Barf or Warf. Yeah, okay, but that's, so... that's how much that's how, that's the level of Star Trek that I watch, and that's the level of WWE she watched. And right. you don't hire a person to write for a show that they never see. No. Yeah, it's something that they don't know about. I will say, I will say this. For, for a, for creative input, not strictly writing, it would be good to bring someone outside of the bubble in. Oh, yeah. Just, just, just for the sake of spitballing ideas. This is what a works person. in dramas. This is what works in blah, blah, blah. This is what works in this. Not a person that's going to write a show every week. I just, te- I just texted Flavo and said, by the way, Matt and I, Matt now has heat with both of us. Yeah. Good, good. He's, Someone he's, and, and Flobo's probably going to come back with the shoulder shrug emoji and go, yeah, and go like, what the hell? Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I understand getting one outsider's perspective in or a couple outsider's perspective in. Right. On, and, on and, that, and that I'm cool yeah. with, but. But I, when I saw, you find I saw, out, she talked about the process. She said that this is something that was corroborated through Sean Ross Sapp, through a lot of other. Quote, quote, like Ryan Satin, quote, quote, right. I'll, I'll use quote, quote, journalists on there. Well, but all the people all that have any, the any sort of in, in, inside track, yeah. Exactly. All these people said, oh, yeah, they don't want to hire writers of people of anyone. If they smell a mark, they don't hire them. If they smell anyone that's a fan of the product, they don't hire them. They do not want wrestling fans. I, I, and that's, I, I, understand. I understand it a little bit, but at the same time, it's like you got to have people that know the history of some of these, some of these yeah. guys, not like. Not like super marky things because then you get into, you get into the ultimate neckbeard scenario yeah. with some of these folks and you can smell someone that's trying to put themselves over or being super marky for something from a mile off. Oh yeah. And the, you have to have a balance and that's kind of the same way I live, I live everything I do and I know that's, that's something that Jake doesn't do because Jake, it's Jake. Uh, and Matt, I know you're trying to a little bit, kind of finding that nice little balance between things. I, 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 I do think, nothing balanced. I, I think the, I think the pendulum swing right now, you had people that were super ingrained into it. That's kind of where AEW is right now. And the other side of that pendulum swing is where WWE is trying to be right now. Both of them should try to find their way towards the middle. AEW is <coughs> doing a whole hell of a lot better job right now. Uh, then, then main roster WWE with that is specifically raw. The best but, line, the best line I heard about raw, I actually heard, I guess it was a day or so ago on Twitter mm-hmm. that the booking for raw is a senile fever dream. Uh, uh, I would not disagree. 
Yeah. I wouldn't either. And, and the thing that pisses me off is your your Raw Tag Team Champions are AJ Styles and Omos. Omos a big dude. He can move. AJ Styles probably in the top five wrestlers all time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they barely are getting stuff going with the Viking Raiders, who are one of the best tag teams of all time. It pisses me off that this is not something that they're really, really throwing themselves behind because everyone knows in Vince land, tag team wrestling is not a big thing. Yeah. Um, I've always liked tag team wrestling. I've always been a fan of tag team wrestling. You just got to give it some time to shine. It's never going to be the main event of the show unless you're doing something crazy like TLC. But you give those guys time to shine and you can protect guys. And uh, in the case of uh, the AJ Styles and Omos team, you're extending AJ Styles' career because he's not having to wrestle the whole match himself every night. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and it's great for things like that. And Omos, being a newer guy, can be covered a little bit by AJ Styles. And it's great for that. And then there's specialists like the Viking Raiders. They're damn good at what they do. They work off of each other real well. That gets buried because of shitty writing. Yeah. If I go back to, say, the 2000s era, Ross, WWE in general, even some WCW. Well, post-brand post brand split, beginning of the Ruthless Aggression era, something like that. I was going to say, I was gonna say even, like, right before the invasion. I'll say, like, right pre-invasion WWE, but I, maybe just after. Oh, no, no, this would have been after, maybe. Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's when you had matches where... Tag teams would be, you'd say, like, even on commentary, they would put over, like, oh, so-and-so is a tag team specialist. So right. when they go into a match, I think it was the Dudley Boys versus Stone Cold in The Rock or something like that. Or yeah. it was, like, or something like that. And, and the Dudleys won. And they said the Dudleys won because Stone Cold Rock, they don't they don't do tag teams. They're not tag team specialists like they are. And it's a different type of wrestling. Just like when you can go, oh, if Bubba Ray and Devon beat them in a tag team, they're not going to beat them one-on-one. Completely different scenario because they're used to tagging in and out, doing double team moves, shenanigans. And you could easily tell stories and build people up with that type of mentality if brought in on commentary. And commentary does a piss-poor job of putting the storylines over, if anything. And it's funny, because they go, oh, well, they're just storytelling. That's what they are. This is, they're not calling the matches. They're call, they're telling a story. Then tell them a fucking story, because they're not doing right. either. It, yeah, they're, they're, WWE. I think you have to have a little bit of both, and that's why you yeah. have a play-by-play guy and you have a color guy. The color yeah. guy's going to tell the story. Exactly. The play-by-play guy is going to call the match. And Unfortunately can, for WWE, they don't have any. And you can pass them off each other. You had, you who had. Is, uh, who is it on Raw now? It, I don't know the guy. It's it, some MMA guy, uh, MMA commentator. That would be your that'd be your play by play guy. And then who who's uh, who's with him? Is that is that Corey? Is that Corey Graves now? Corey got moved over there. Okay. Uh, he's the, terrible to begin with. Corey Graves is a solid color commentator. No, really, he's because, not. He, he he picks something and and he there, there's beats a, it to death. There was he, a point. There was a point where it was Corey Graves, Byron Saxon, and 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 uh, old face fucker. What the hell was the name? Tom. Uh, Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips. Them three together. Oh. They started very rough, but they, they built into this really well-oiled trio. They had their little in-jokes with each other. They had a meta between how they did their work. They all had to split up. And then... Uh, Byron, the Byron Saxon, of, a.k.a. The Kofi Light. 
Yeah, yeah, but still, he was—he's better than the coach ever was on commentary. Yeah. Byron Saxon, peak Byron Saxon was when Kofi Mania was going and Kofi won the title. That was like the best run that Byron had as a commentator. And they just fucking—they they fired on all cylinders, the three of them. And then they broke them up. They said, "Oh, this is getting too good. Got to break them up." Right. I—I uh, I, I don't understand why. I think someone said it was over well, the past. Kevin Dunn's an idiot. That's oh yeah, part of well, that, that, retarded, that's. But, we're not going to um, argue about that. But they went through – they have such a brand identity crisis on even both of those brands because they've just been going through so many different shufflings and differences in commentators. If, you if you, you don't have go, a voice, a singular voice really, okay, besides Michael had, Cole. Right. You had peak commentary in the mid-2000s. It was JR and the King on Raw and Michael Cole and Taz on SmackDown. Yeah. Peak SmackDown – was Michael Cole and Taz? They were incredibly underrated as a oh, yeah. as a duo, we're, we're working back and forth with each other and the little in jokes and all the stuff that they had. People always think of Jr. and the King, but I'm like, you slept on Michael Cole and Taz for years. They were they were so good together. And, and Michael Cole shows how good he is every time he's on the mic these days, and he can. That is a guy that can take chicken shit and turn it into chicken salad. I and, think and, the and, proof of that and, was the last UK tournament where he did commentary, and there was no Vince in his ear, and he was actually calling plays. He, I'm recalling uh, moves, and he seemed to be actually having a shocker, a good time. Uh, the light came back in his voice, so to speak. And that was and Michael that, Cole without a script is Really, really it's, good, but people forget about that because they right. only hear the other one. Right, and then now you have with him, you have Pat McAfee, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're letting they're letting Pat McAfee kind of do whatever the hell he wants, which is which is a a good shot in the arm and that it needs, but I, it was a weird move. When it's, you look, when you when yeah. you look up fucktard jackass in the dictionary, it's got a picture of Pat McAfee. Hey, you know what? Uh, what at least Pat McAfee knows what the fuck he's talking about. He's Mike, still he's still a fucktard jackass, and he's a freaking kicker. He's never been an athlete. See, I like I like Pat McAfee as when he was in NXT. NXT he put a really nice shot of star power in NXT at that time when things were kind of a little a little rough. Uh, his his feud with the Undisputed Era with Adam Cole really good. He shows up on SmackDown very random. Thank you, uh, very very randomly, and goes, "Oh, I'm doing commentary now." I'm like, "That's a little weird," but okay. He, he's a good talker. He's a good talker, but cutting a promo and doing color commentary are not the same thing. It's oh, like yeah. saying, "I'm a really good chef," but oh, do you know how to catch fish? Okay. No, no, I'm a good chef. Like it's it's in the same food chain, but not the same job. So. Bringing him in, he, all he is is doing one-liners and shit-talking and getting himself over. He has not gotten over a single fucking person on that show right, besides yeah. himself. Period. And who, and who knows terrible. what this is doing. I, I don't, you know. From what he, I've he, seen. He's, from, from what he's I've entertaining, yeah. and that's kind of it. From what that's I've it. seen, he's he's like Taz without talent. Huh. Uh, <laughs> Well, wow, that that hurt because it's like it's not completely wrong. Like Taz is definitely infinitely more talented as a commentator and as a wrestler, yes. But it's it's inaccurate. It's like a little unfair because he is essentially a rookie at both at this point. But still, that's like yeah, I'd rather have Taz. 
Well, you, you ain't getting Taz back, so there is no, that. yeah. <laughs> um, but be- because of this bit of shuffle, they've done some shuffle on SmackDown too. Some of it's been okay, you know, bring, bringing up uh, bringing up Rick Boogs to be with Shinsuke Nakamura. That 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 entertains me because yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, and I tend to find certain things that are ridiculous funny and entertaining, so it works. Um. Yeah, that was that but, was but, very fucking random, but they actually flowed they, together they, so well, surprisingly. Right, right. because because Shinsuke's got this kind of tongue and cheek kind of humor. Yeah, so it, it works. It works with the very flamboyant Rick Boogs, which work, yeah. work, which is good. Um, then like their storyline that they're having with Baron Corbin being the fallen king now he's now he's broke and losing all of his shit and right. oh just watching watching a heel get their comeuppance in a in a long format like this it's rare like WWE hasn't done this in a while where they, and this is and this is peak good booking for WWE that yeah. it, you know the the opposite's been true with Raw which we're gonna get through some of that as we're kind of talking through Money in the Bank as well yeah. But it's it, almost like two different it, shows from two different companies. It's almost like someone said, "Hey, WCW is you include NXT, oh, yeah, and, and then NXT UK." So it's basically four different shows, man. Now, come on, Matt. WCW is not Raw because at the at the current pace, Raw will not get eighty six weeks of uh, <laughs> SmackDown. Oh, they already did. They they had that many many years ago. They're like at the year two, the two thousand two WCW on Raw right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean when they had the DJ in the crowd? Oh God! Don't even remind me. Yeah. For for the for those of you that don't know this, go Google it. Yeah, it yeah. was it was absolutely fucking horrible. So, bringing this back around to the to the SmackDown thing, SmackDown and Raw are books so drastically different. Yeah. Uh, look, look, let's let's put some money in the bank matches out here. Uh, like I yeah. said, the ta- the Raw Tag Team Title One, AJ Styles and Omos defending against. Viking Raiders came out of nowhere in the past couple of weeks. Uh, is going to be a thing. It'll be a good match because those guys can work. Yeah. Um, you have Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. That's been a de- that's been a decent build. That's the only redeeming thing that's been on Raw is that build. Bobby Lashley losing his shit with MVP finally. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was kind of hoping it, because it, it, it was the last episode. Okay. Yeah. The thing now, I do. I do this whole thing. And, and let, let me get this out, and then I want you guys to comment. The whole the thing that pisses me off about this whole thing with Bobby Lashley is they built the hurt business and then now they've taken the hurt business and it's no longer a thing and it pisses me off because it was peak for all four of those guys. Are you surprised? Uh, let's see the Nexus. You you the, uh, the return of DX. I mean, how many uh, times DX, are gonna... the return of DX has never had a betrayal since it was returned no. in two thousand and six. No. It, they they still rival with each other until they both retired, and Triple H is not really officially retired, but not the point. Um, but I, I I get where you're going with this. Yeah, they had something so good with the Hurt business, and they fucked it, and it pisses me off. Oh yeah, yeah, for I, no I fucking will, reason. I will give that annoying little piece of dog shit his due on a tweet. He did say that Bobby Lashley uh, getting an MVP's face was the most personality Bobby Lashley has ever showed in his entire career. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Bobby, La- Bobby Lashley with a talker with him is peak Bobby Lashley. And ha- having just being this playboy Bobby Lashley, I-, I like what they're doing with him, but it's there's little redeeming of it because everything around it is such garbage. 
Yeah. The, the booking with Rhea Ripley defending against Charlotte Flair. Hot garbage booking. Rhea Ripley from NXT would would take the Rhea Ripley from 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 WWE from from Raw and it would be a squash match. Yes. NXT yes. Rhea Ripley would just eat her up just that's it. The end. You don't get any I don't, shit in. And, and this is another one. It's why did you do so much changing on a character that had proven to be good? Move over and move on. Because so, Vince doesn't like it when somebody else has something more successful than him. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, I can fix I can make this better." Yeah. And, I don't, and I don't know how much of it's actually him changing things either. You know, it's, yeah, it's, he changed it. He it's does all him stuff. and Kevin Dunn. I think, it, there, it, I think it's more the latter than it is the former. It's three three people. I think Kevin Dunn, number one on the list of people who are fucking things up. Two, Vince, because Vince is in charge. And unfortunately, as the quote-unquote manager of, of the place, as the top guy, you're going to be that's you're gonna be in the hot it, seat for these but, things, the, even the if you weren't there. Here, the buck has to stop with you. And the third person is the writing staff. Yeah, a right. bunch of people who don't know what the fuck wrestling is. I doubt they watch NXT. I right. doubt they watch AEW. I doubt they even know what, what anybody. What New Japan in, even is. Who, what, what it, they're like, what about where did old Japan go? It's probably right. going to be their question. Yeah. Right. See, yeah. I mean, at this point, if you're in, if you're NXT talent and you get called up to main roster, your career in WWE is, is ending. I'm That's trying to think of is. one successful. Um, you have Seth Rollins, who was an NXT, old NXT champion. Yeah, that's so FCW. I consider him. I consider that's the old, that's the old NXT. That's how much of a stretch you have to stretch it out to go. Because yeah. after that, you're like Biggie was never a single star ever since he he was able to come back out with the New Day. So he got kind of lucky that he got picked up into a group, and now yeah. he's thriving again. But he's so far removed from NXT, it doesn't even really apply. And it, uh, any other call-ups? Can you think of a single call from an NXT that you're like, oh, damn, this person was rough shot? Uh, Kevin Owens? Kevin Owens? But Kevin it was Owens almost and like, Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn was never, <clears throat> never huge when he came back. And the problem with Sami Zayn really, is... Well, we, Sami Zayn was NXT champion. So you're, we, if you're thinking former NXT champions, well, yeah, just you, you've got enough there. Uh, the oh, one, Dallas? The most, anybody? He, yeah, he's gone. Um, it, it, could you, there's could you two, imagine? There's two could, currently. Could, yeah, can you Finn imagine? Balor, Finn Balor got shot to skyrocketed when he came on the main roster. That was good. Then he got uh, hurt, and they just continued to fuck him. Yeah. Uh, they put him back on NXT, which was probably the best yeah. career as much he's had, and now he's tell me out there. That, tell me that Tony Khan could not do something with Bo Dallas. Uh, it and it'd be, be ten times completely better. Completely yeah. He, Bo Dallas is, and this is something, here's my hard to swallow pill for everybody. Everyone from WWE, like every, your favorite wrestler does not have to be a main event superstar. Uh, your favorite wrestler does not have to be the champion. Exactly. But your favorite wrestler has a part. Can, yep. Anyone can have a part. Bo Dallas is never going to be the world champion of anything. But Bo Dallas would be a very entertaining mid-card act, like Gold yep. Dust or Book Dust or something like that. Charismatic, he's funny, he's he would, witty. He would, he would be great in a, in a feud with the wingman. Exactly, perfect, right there. He's not going to be champion, but he would be entertaining. And you would be like, when he popped on, you're not going to want to change I, the champion. I could, I could see him being a transitional TNT champion, but that's about it. About it, yeah. But maybe. at least his, his gimmick wouldn't be insanely stupid like it was in the E. And I could say that for about almost anybody that's moved on from NXT that got floundered in, in the in the well, fucking 
There's only two, there's only two current. Except, except for the Velveteen pedophile. He just needs to never work again. Uh, we're, we're, we're not mentioning him on the podcast. Yeah, he's uh, great. Too bad two, I did it. I'm two, not editing it. Two, two current names. Mm-hmm. Two current names that are on the Raw roster. Shockingly. Yeah. That were good in NXT and have been good on Raw. Damian Priest. Damian Priest. And yeah. Riddle. No. I don't, I do not put Drew McIntyre in there because Drew McIntyre was on the WWE roster before he left and went to Impact and did his all thing and then went into and, NXT for a minute and came back. And the guy, and, and the, the, the way he is being portrayed in WWE is literally just about the same guy he was in Impact. So he's still playing a character that Impact created. It is funny, yeah. Not wrong. He created it himself. I don't think Impact had said like. Well, that he debuted on Impact, let's say that. Well, what's funny is the guy, uh, what the hell is his name? I can't remember his name off the top, but he was the guy on Impact that was Borash, Jeremy Borash. Probably had a lot of say in helping him. He's an NXT guy now. And now he's in NXT, which is funny, because then Drew McIntyre comes over. Borash comes by a couple years later, so now wherever, like, McIntyre goes, Borash follows or whatever. It's funny, but it's- Borash, Borash is working in, in, in NXT yeah. because he can't be very, he can't be very far away from his lips, which, which are firmly attached to the ass of Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett isn't doing anything with NXT. He was there for a while. He hasn't done anything in NXT since he did his, uh, Hall since he did thing. his, uh, Hall of Fame thing. He yeah. did like one thing and that was it. But that was the last uh, Bo- job he had. So, Bo- Borash, uh, Jer- Jeremy Borash is a, is a damn brilliant mind. Yeah. Uh, he 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 he. When TNA was at its best, it was because Borash was was creative. Right. And I wanted to scream. So because because then, of, Ho- then then Hogan and Bischoff came. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about that. Ugh. Um. So talking talking about things that are still screwball. You had NXT last night. You have. Uh, the women's division's kind of in a weird flux at the moment. Here comes Mandy Rose, who was just on Raw a couple weeks ago. No reason. They're they're doing a shuffle around. I'm like, okay, this doesn't make any sense. I know they're getting ready to do kind of a brand shuffle, but you make this is another one of those shit booking things because you just brought someone back. You had uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox that were on NXT a couple weeks ago. They show up on SmackDown last week. What the hell is going on with these booking ideas? Changes, uh, what plans change, pal? Like that's that's I'm essentially what it is. Holy shit! That, that's that's the meme. That's the meme online. Is you go, well, plans change, pal, in in the Vince McMahon voice. Yeah. But my my favorite part is a you had Shotzi in a tag team with Ember Moon, so oh. now you've taken out the the Mad Max girls. You're like, all right, the the princesses of the right, uh, and, uh, and, and, and and I'm uh, sorry, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Amber Moon's not that great. No, Shotzi was covering her ass. Amber Moon, Amber Moon's one of those that would benefit so much from getting out of the WWE umbrella, maybe doing some stuff with Impact, maybe some stuff with AEW, but more specifically, maybe doing some stuff with, uh, what is it, Shine? Oh, you mean Shimmer. Shimmer in Japan. Stardom? Stardom, yeah. There you Going go. over to Japan, doing some stuff with Stardom to really hold her craft. Here's the thing. I don't think she's good enough. 
I think if 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 you go to Japan, <laughs> you will get good enough, or you I won't be. Have to, you have, but you have to have the interest. I I think the problem my complaint is she got injured and she came back and she did not push to get any better. No, and it's been always a little bit of phoning it in. You can tell, uh, and that's something that bothers me. I've seen several competitors, and this has been across everything I've watched. Not so much New Japan. Not so much the the main players on in AEW, but people in WWE and NXT and some some of the lo- lower players in other po- places, they kind of phone it in. I'm like, okay, I I understand sometimes you don't have a great match, but if I'm watching you week after week after week and you're phoning it in the same way, you really need to think about the way you're wrestling. Yeah, you know, there, yeah, this is me, this is me being armchair manager, but. Holy shit! If if my matches were boring, wow. if my matches were boring as hell, and our other co-host just bit Jake. No, so, no, no, uh, no. It, it was the other end. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not close enough to my window to open it. I mean, this is uh, like the the stain on the trim is melting. <laughs> uh, it's a great point for me complaining. The, the handle just fell off of my printer. Oh, no. Just, fell, just fell off and hit the ground, and now and now it's a pool. Now it's a pool of plastic. This is hilarious. Uh, but stank but, ass. But, but my bitch fest is very valid. And you have people that complain that they're not getting any time, but they're not putting in the work. The guys and gals that are putting in the work and are getting getting somewhere, you see them hustling every week. They, <laughs> they get released, and, and they're doing and they're doing everything they can to get better. Some of them get screwed, of course they do. And then some of these people are getting released. It's the best thing that's happened to them. Look yeah. at Malachi, the now new Malachi Black, going to AEW. I think that's a great move for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as much as I complain that AEW is getting super bloaty. When things settle and their their new show gets going, I think they have enough talent to sustain. But they've oh, yeah. also, also got to use the talent. They can't do what WWE did for a few years and hoard talent. Now you're seeing that purge talent well, since COVID is starting to go down. I think that's the reason why WWE talent's getting purged. Here, here's here here's the difference. AEW can have a bloated roster because unlike WWE, they allow their talent to take indie bookings. That's true. They don't That's, have to be on all the time. Yeah. And th- th- he makes a fair point because and they let's have, say and they have that relationship. Hoard, yeah, let's say you have ten people that you've. We'll just say you have a pool of ten people. Ten WWE contracted people can only work contracted WWE bookings, and they typically don't let them just cross pollinate even between brands. They're like, you're a raw guy. You're stuck on Raw, and you most likely won't even get to go to NXT. And that's it. You're just going to be raw guy backstage eating Cheetos. The end. I, I, but if I, you're I, a AEW Dynamite guy, you're like, hey, um, we don't have anything for you, but you can go take independent bookings by your t- local territories. You can go to New Japan. You can go to Impact. You can go to anywhere that they'll let you go because we have these alliances with all these other people. And that's fine because your name's still going to be out there. If you get some heat somewhere else, we'll bring you back on TV. Well, and and look at and, and, and here, a great example of this is Danny Limelight. Yeah. Danny, in the past two weeks, Danny Limelight has has appeared on Ring of Honor, on Major League Wrestling, on uh, New Japan Strong, and on AEW. 
And now he's part of the new LAX. Yes. Like, which you take they, your which, money and run with it, man. Like, that's what yeah. it is. In, in WWE, there's no system yeah. where he could really go and thrive like that. You can't get a talent to just come up and thrive like that. Yeah. It, it has to be designed by the writers, or that's it. And then there's my boy Fuego, who does need a contract. Yeah. Fuego is mi amigo. Okay. My... The one reason why I would defend the way WWE does certain parts of their contract. Because you're a Vince Mark. No, 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 no. Let, let me, let me explain this. This is strictly from a business <laughs> perspective. Oh God. He's, from, he, he's getting his master's in business, people. So he's, he's going to take us to class now. This is strictly from Mark. a business perspective. Matt, let's go to sleep uh, on our desks. And this has, and this has to do with the way their contracts are written. And the way that the characters are owned, WWE has ownership over the character rights and has ownership over their appearance and a handful of other things, as long as they are contracted to the companies, the way their contracts are structured. So you can't say, say, oh, (laughs) Finn Balor, go to AEW. It it ain't going to work because the way the contracts are owned. He right. owns the Finn Balor name. They own they own the likeness. No, he was he would go as Prince Devin. Well, my, my, uh, there's no my, way my like because point. of the contract, his likeness is also Correct. put in there. Like Correct. that's the difference. They have a full. You're under a. It's indentured servitude. That, that's that's like, indentured servitude. There we go. Both ways you said that is completely wrong, but not the point. Um. The ever, f- noticed, ever ever noticed that it's it's completely but we're all we're completely wrong but that's never the point Matt it's never the point the point that I am making is <laughs> there are differences in the con in the way the contracts are written yes that, that is the, that is the big big difference well I mean and, you're just making a fact that the contracts are different that's why they do it and we're not disagreeing and, with and, one bit and, that the contracts and, are on, different on, and they it. do it differently so and, I just want to know why it's a good thing and and here's the thing. If I'm pay if I'm paying a a talent and I want them to be under contract for X amount of time and I am paying them a certain wage, no matter what they do, if they come onto my show and they get injured, fine. It was my show. If they go out and they take a booking somewhere else and they get injured there, then I'm out money because I'm paying them to sit at home and rehab. It, it, it's because someone else used the talent that I have under a contract, now I can't use them for anything because they got injured outside of my control. Which is exactly why AEW has why roster you, bloat. That's also why you Next man up. contract. You don't give a person a guaranteed contract and then let them go somewhere yeah. else if they're guaranteed a certain amount of time in your spot. That's, of course not. That, that's the reason why I understand why the yeah. contract is done the way it is yeah. with WWE. Yeah, and, but, and, I, and I think it's good for them because they can go in and Wrestlers like that, if they want to train to get better and they know they're not doing anything for a little while, they can do it. They can still get a paycheck and they're not having to constantly run themselves into the ground. So it, it's it's two different ways to do business. And I understand why WWE does it the way they do. There. Right. Tony Khan, on the other hand, in AEW, he runs it like it's an NFL team. Next man up. That's why he has such a big roster is if somebody goes out and they do get hurt, next man up. Say Adam Page got hurt on the very first rampage, God forbid, because I don't want I want him to take the title off Kenny Omega. Uh well then next man up. Brian Cage, maybe, you know. 
And then they then they've got a spot until Hangman's back for somebody that's on dark or dark elevation. Well, the cool thing they saw was like top flight Darius and uh Andre. No two names are Darius and Well whatever I, one I of the only top know, flight I one only of the guys know Darius got right now. Yeah, because he's the one on TV right now. Because Darius, it's funny, he has a top flight, one gets injured, you're still putting the other guy on there doing singles matches. And Dante. Dante. Yeah, yeah. Dante and Dante and Darius? Dante and Darius Martin. There we go. So Dante's the one injured currently, or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, and you you keep that going because you want to keep that ecosystem going. You want to make sure that everyone's getting. Okay. And, and since, you, since you're talking tag teams, this is the one thing that I will, I will. Bitch about with WWE because it makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. One guy in a tag team gets injured, which you already don't care about tag teams. Both guys are off TV. Why? Yeah. Why? 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 It's you not know, like the you, other person you, can't wrestle. It's fucking. Well, weird. you have you have because you have a perfect example. Here's the thing: you have a perfect example of it being done right. On SmackDown, you have Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion. His cousins are the Usos. Uh, what a use- lockup. He's not. Uh, Probably should be. Yeah, he, he's not. He, he needs to go. He needs to go rehab another point. Uh, he is not in lockup. Uh, anyway, fact is, Jay Uso has been around wrestling the whole time. Jimmy Uso been out doing something, rehabbing, whatever. That's the perfect way you do something with a one half of a tag team when the other half is injured. Well, just like AEW is doing with. Uh, John with uh, Darius, right? Yeah, exactly. Right, That's same, same thing. Whichever, whichever one. Uh, unlike, unlike. Yeah, when, 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 uh, I think it was Eric of the Viking Raiders got injured. Um, they were both off TV. Yep. Yep. And I'm like, why keep him on TV? When Brody was injured, they they took the uh, whatever the Bludgeon Brothers off TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it made no sense because because. Uh, they didn't have to do that with the New Day because there's three of them. Well, the, yeah, but that's also shows that the New Day, you could one of them could be injured, but the other two could still work. You take all three yeah. of them off TV, you're still. The, the, the New a, Day transcended weird, weird, that. They're a very like they're right, a hard a weird, outlier. It's a weird pick and choose, and that's yeah. something that bothers me. Uh, because you have guys that they can go. It doesn't matter that their partner's injured. Throw him in a tag team, or throw him in, throw him in a singles match. If you want that, you need to have someone to put talent over. Have him as talent enhancement while his partner's gone. Yeah. Do something to plant the seeds for when the partner comes back. That's yeah. why I'm always about faction warfare. Humans are tribal people. We yep. love to say we're part of a team. We love our team. Fuck your team. Tell that's me anything. That's how we are. That's not how I feel about anything. But you tell, know. tell me uh, anything. Oh, in, hold in on. The- sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. One second. We need to talk about this. Whoa. whoa, whoa. You don't feel at all ev- about anything. I love my team and fuck your team. Oh, we, LA Galaxy and, and LAFC, anybody? Oh, I banned someone from my office because they're an LAFC fan. Yeah, so, so okay. And no, they know it. Fun. Every time I talk to them, I, I tell them they're still banned. Yes. Okay. So people, people the, are the, boss, the boss is not amused by love. There's teams, teams we love, teams we hate. And that's what's a great thing about faction warfare. Even if it's not factions going to war with each other, but just having a team, a group. That's why people love the New Day, the Shield, the Whites, NWO, me, and, and DX. That, those tell, are things people fucking love. Oh, tell, no, me, it, tell me anything hotter right now than Pinnacle versus Inner Circle. I'll wait. 
I'll save you. There is. Uh, I was going to say Game 4 of the Finals is pretty good right now, but... Uh, no. Pinnacle the sucks. The Pinnacle sucks. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, see? So you're inner circle. I'm, I'm just a fan of Chris Jericho. Everyone knows this. Well, yeah. I don't hide it. I'm looking at my bookshelf. I have I'm three a, of Chris Jericho's books right now. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Sammy guy, so... Yeah, I love Sammy. So, anyway... I don't have a whole lot to bitch about with AEW. They're 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 moving forward. I think I think uh, Andrade El Idolo and Malachi Black were two really good pickups. Tony Khan is still is still subtly teasing another big pickup. I think that all of that teasing and doing oh we're going to do the surprising, just do it. Don't say shit. The problem is Mark, Dude, that, Mark's on Twitter will go straight to CM Punk or some, like, unattainable yeah, person, no, and it won't no, be no, them, no. and they'll be disappointed. Just just, just do it. Just let, the shit, just let the shit heal Mark's piss themselves off. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to do a surprise, don't tell anyone. Just yeah. do it. Because let's be honest. I like being surprised. There's really Alton only Black one. surprised me, and I like that one. Yeah. There's only one big name left that he can pick up. Who's that? Brandy. Iconics? Oh. Uh, no, actually, I believe they're supposed. I believe they're going to uh, Impact because Impact actually does have a Divas tag team, oh, not yeah, Divas, but true. Knockouts tag team division. Yeah, which is good because it would thrive I, over there. Definitely. Yeah, I can't see either one of them really making anything close to a splash in a women's division that contains Britt Baker, Nyla yeah, Rose, Karushita. Uh, Anna J, Diamante, <laughs> they will get destroyed. <laughs> Shout out to yeah. friends of the show, Diamante. But um, yeah, it, 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 t- t- together they were. It's funny we were going back to like you know arbitrarily breaking up tag teams and shit, but they brought, broke yep. up the iconics and put them on set. Oh god, it's like what the fuck are you guys thinking? Them two together are way. It's like what better than the parts singles competitors? They're not that great. They're good personalities, but together it's like. Boom! It just multiplies how good they are together. They they have such a rapport with one another that it just they feed off of each other. It's great. Yeah. Right. So you you need depth, and yeah. that, in the women's division you need depth, and, and WWE sorely lacks that at the moment, mm-hmm. and that bothers me. They just released some folks. They have uh, uh, women's Money in the Bank ladder match. There's still one person that's not been announced. And, I'm. I'm wondering it can't be tony storm because they're still teasing her to be like on coming on, on smackdown so i guess it it doesn't count like she can't be on this money of the bank i guess because she's still in that whole like weird limbo of coming soon yeah um but i'm i'm oh lord it's funny because you look at the list of people on on the women's money so so we're going into this money in the bank 2021 coming up women's money in the bank ladder match we got oscar Who's awesome, Naomi? Fucking lover, Alexa Bliss. Who is now like she? They've they've subtly, not even subtly, they sort of just removed the feed from her storyline. Now she's just creepy girl. They don't really. There's no. And I knew they. I knew that was going to happen as soon as they did the whole sister Abigail thing with her. I'm like, this is going to just like yeah. go away, and it's going to be the most awkward thing in her entire. It's kind of weird because like they're not talking about the feed anymore. I'm like, what happened to Bray White? Is he okay? Like. I just hope Bray's fine. I hope I hope Wyndham. I'm being a Mark using his 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 government name, but I hope Wyndham is good right now because I know ever since Brody passed, 
I'm sure he's not a happy camper. I'm sure, like, he's hurting and stuff. And uh, I don't know what's going on with him, but for, like, Wyndham the human, I hope he's doing good. I hope maybe, he's maybe he's just sick of that. Maybe he just had enough. After maybe that he's just sick of shit. Gar- I don't know. Garbage storyline with him and Norton. Yeah, beats the fuck out of me. It could be something as simple as that. I just hope he's good. Um, Nikki Ash, oh, almost former, a superhero. The, the former Nikki Cross. Cross oh, is yeah. now and a there's superhero. A re- and, and there's a theory as to why they're, they, they've changed her name a little bit is because they're moving, going to be moving Karrion Cross to Raw or SmackDown soon. Oh, gross. And, and he ju- just laid out Johnny Gargano and Samoa Joe this past week on NXT. Which that's good booking for that. That's the top of the car that was booked, right? But that's how, not how, how many elite matches does Johnny Gargano have to have before he gets a real title run? That's why I can't watch NXT because it pisses me off that they constantly overlook Johnny Gargano is probably the top talent in that in that brand, as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah, and and they let him have the title for what sixty seconds. It was it was one month, but yeah, I get what you mean. I I have, yeah, it, but he was that. he was they he gave, was the serviceable North American champion, and yeah. he had a good role. Now he's kind of moving around. Chuck I think, had it for I think maybe months. they're gonna. I think they're maybe gonna maybe put the title back on him at some point uh, once they move cross off the roster. Transitional it, champion again. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, he's one of those guys that I look at and I'm like, why are you still there? He's. I'm gonna say this, and this is the, my, your my style hot take. is in Jacksonville, Johnny. Johnny Gargano still too there. Nice. He's too giving, yeah. and he's too unselfish. And I think that's why he's a and, team player, and, and, and that's I what think, he's trying to do. He's trying to be I a team player. Johnny Gargano knows he's got a good place where he's at, and dude's constantly on TV. What, yeah. Like as a pro wrestler, what do you want to be on TV? His brand is so damn big. If he left WWE tomorrow, he'd be booked wherever the hell he wanted. The oh, yeah. Exactly. And, and that's exactly what he's doing. He would uh, work. He would work every single day he wanted until his 90 days was up. And then he could go. I mean, New Japan would be calling. Impact would be calling. Everyone. Honor, awesome. uh, a, well, I mean, AEW, they don't call. Uh, Cody texts you and then. Tony text you. That's literally what I've gotten from listening to Unrestricted. Right. So, you know, Gargano is one of those guys. I think he's around for the long haul. I think this is this is where he wants to be, and he doesn't really want to go anywhere else. He's one of those guys. I see him as a WWE lifer, like backstage, doing anything, like being a role, pivotal role in the front office even type of guy. Um Booking matches, being part of creative or something. I, he, he's a very, he has a great mind for the business hearing, like, oh, right. quote unquote, shoot interviews that he's done, but also just the amount of and, stuff and he does record, in front and behind the camera. And for the record, Johnny Gargano's my age, so this, this warms my heart, and, and I will forever be a fan of Johnny Gargano. Um, so just gonna put that out there. Yeah. Uh, w- watching what he does, it, I'm always curious as to how they're gonna book him. And what he does. And I know his wife is very hands-on with women's division in NXT. Yeah, I think that's a big reason why he's staying put in NXT. Because otherwise, they'd have bounced his ass to Raw or SmackDown by now. Yeah, they're both player coaches right? in NXT. And that's that's what it is. Um, him putting over 
carrying cross in this match and and they're trying to build him as like a real wrestling man's wrestler and his power levels are just over the top when it comes to his competitive like his wins over everyone else there him choking out Samoa Joe that's right. big that's a big right. thing cuz no one right. in NXT has choked out Samoa Joe like that right and and, and the whole stip with bringing Samoa Joe in NXT is Samoa Joe can't touch anyone unless he's provoked now he's provoked yeah, now he's provoked so that's that, going to be the big de- match. That's decent booking, but tomorrow that shit can get thrown sideways, and that bothers the hell out of me. Yeah, that's what I really and, and as, about. as much as sometimes I don't agree with AEW's booking, at least they're not going to pull the plug on something that's interesting. Yeah, it, it, even if it's bad, they'll they'll try to write it out until it gets good. Right. Like, right. or the only things I know that they really pulled the plug on was the Nightmare Family in general. They pulled the plug off well, they that. Needed to, they, they needed they, to. They had to pivot from the beginning. Yeah, they had to pivot on that, and they they were able to turn this something way better uh, in the end, honestly. Um, but other things, it's kind of like weird, weird stuff like Dark Order. Look at Dark Order when they first started to where they are now. They had to go through a whole thing till they turned into now. I'm assuming they're like the Venture Brothers. Like the, <laughs> that's what they are. It's like the villains from Venture Brothers, and it's good. It's great. I love them. But if you watch where they started, and it's like, oh, it's the Putty Patrol and like the boss of the week from Power Rangers to this, it's night and day. And that's where AEW is just letting things kind of organically. Like we're just gonna throw it out there. We'll come back to you if it gets good. But if not, I don't know. Well, and, and it also shows how big of an impact a show like BTE actually has, whether Josh likes it or not. And I'm going to say this again because I always say this when you bring it up. They need to not have that be so inside baseball. Yes. At some point, at some point, when when we have the roadcaster, I'm just going to load you saying that onto a button so uh-huh. that I can just hit it and the beep at the same time. You're funny because you say uh, it like twice every episode. But you know, it's like. And I have to quote the man. I got to quote Big Rig when he says, uh, when uh, Evil Uno made a Matt Cardona joke, he goes, oh, do you have any idea how fucking over we are on the Internet? <laughs> and you come to me with Matt Cardona jokes? I, I don't mind them being inside baseball on YouTube and, and saying that. It, it's when, it's when they put it's when they put it on TV. And they, and they, the, the TV thing has got to be, it's gotta be contained. Yeah, you could say, oh, they said such and such thing, but it can't be every single time they're on the screen, man. But it's not every time that they're on TV. Like, I honestly, I don't know what you're seeing. Like, if they just for a hot minute there, it seemed like every time I've seen something, oh, they said such and such and such and such, and da 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 da. It gets that was year one. That was year one of AEW because they didn't have enough. They didn't have, right. and, and I think, I think, and I'll say this: I think as things are continuing to progress, they're going to step away from that because that doesn't work. Because you need to, you have to appeal to more than just the hardcore fans. If you're going to grow your fan base, you've got to have it. So, if I watch that show for two hours, I know what the hell's going on during the show. I yeah, I may, I, I may have to watch two or three or four weeks before I really understand like every little nuanced thing. But as long as it's self-contained in that show, then it's great. Yeah, you can bring in some things. Oh, in such and such. Then, okay, go find it yourself. Not rely on BTE for being storytelling to drive the TV show. It doesn't work. 
it has that hasn't happened since the first year. So yeah. Yeah, I, they haven't there have that, not been any storylines from BC yeah, on, that, on TV in over a year now at this point. Yeah. That do you I think at this time I need to quote John I need to paraphrase John Silver to Josh. Okay. Shut the fuck up, Josh, or I'm gonna spank <laughs> your dirty ass. That is disgusting, and you should bleep yourself. Okay, so let, let, you're let, our let's five. Move on. I have That's what one, you are. You are, hey, hey. you are our number five. Okay, so I have three things I want to hit on real quick before before we close the show out. There's only one thing I want to hit on, but we'll get to there, that there, next. There, there's three. There's three things I want to hit. You on. You stay the hell away from Yuka. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm loyal. Don't worry. Uh, anyways, Yuka's my wife. God, God damn it. Anyways, uh, three things I want to mention. Uh, Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor's finally starting to pull its head out of its ass. Uh, yes, they're finally rebuilding their women's division and. Chelsea Green showed up. Yeah. So I'm all for that. I'm kind of thinking. Chelsea Green, unfortunately, she had two bad wrist injuries in WWE. She broke her wrist twice and never could get out of the gate there. It sucks for her because she had potential to be there. I think she's doing a dual deal, too. I I think this is a good place for her to start. I would like to see a division built around her. I well, think she's, I think she's got that star power. That division is going to be built around Angelina Love. I mean, and, and Allison K. That's just the way it is. They're the two top names. But Angelina, I think Angelina, I, Angelina Love. How many years does she have left? She's what? Four, she just turned forty. Yeah, and, but, and, 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 it's not, and nothing against her because I've seen her wrestle. She's good. She's in incredible shape. Duh. But the the point is, how many years does she have in the, in the tank? How much? Ma- how many years? You know, Allison K is a bit younger. How many years she have? And then you got to build people. You can't build a division with two people. Throw yeah. Chelsea Green in the mix. I think the I, three of them can mix it up and have a damn good time. See, I'm kind of curious because I'm wondering if Chelsea Green has a dual deal with ROH and with Impact because at Slammiversary, Diona Perazzo is defending against an unnamed opponent. That one and, we'll see. And, that, uh, and, and that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good thought. The other thing about Impact, I'll say one thing about Impact that bothers me. It's not the women's division. Impact's women's division has always been kind of top tier. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's whenever it's involving the world title right now with Kenny and company, I'm over it. Separate. I, th- it, I think, it is, I think you know, you're going to be able to be over it after Slammiversary because. I don't know if the main event, it, though. That's the thing is what do you, what belt do you take off of Kenny first? You, you have to take the, the two impact titles off of him first. Yeah. But do you? But do you have? But if you're Tony, if you're Tony Khan and you're watching this, how do you feel with your your champion of your company that you're trying to make a big ass deal about getting pinned in another company by another guy? Here's unless, the thing. unless it's super shenanigans. Here's uh, the thing. One, I mean, th- this is now. I am in no way, shape, or form saying that Sammy Callahan is the caliber of a John Moxley, but this is going to be no. a very similar match. And Callahan's, because Callahan's a damn fine wrestler. Yeah, and and he's damn fine at hardcore. Um, here's the thing, though. I really see this kind of like you guys were talking about Baron Corbin earlier. I'm really kind of seeing this as the walls just crumble under the super elite here in the summer and towards the end of summer. Kenny loses the uh, Impact titles to Sammy Callahan. Then. He, he lose, then, uh, probably at all in or whatever big. All out is the next big one. 
Well, there's also the big named uh, oh, the uh, Dynamite specials. Too. Oh, yeah. You know, maybe at Fight for the Fallen. Uh, I, I think if they're the going to pull the title off of Kenny, they need to do it. Uh, and you I'm not talking about, I'm not, would you just be quiet and listen to me? At, like, Fight for the Fallen, the Bucks drop it to some, drop the tag titles to somebody. Like Santana Ortiz. Then you see uh, Kenny lose the mega title at Triple Mania to Andrade. And the walls just come crashing down. He ends up losing at all out to Adam Page. I kind of see that in reverse order. I feel like Adam Page would be the first brick in the wall taken out. Adam Page is on such a hot run. And With he's it. like, it, it seems like this is how the, the long-term storytelling of Adam Page so far is that he would be the person. He takes the belt off of Kenny, and then Kenny goes paranoid, and he does this paranoid heel shit in the other places where now that his armor has been taken out on AEW, he can then lose the other ones in a row and it wouldn't hurt his character anymore because he's already been damaged. Here's my rationale for this. Impact, at, uh, after Slammiversary is going back out, it's going to have live crowds again. They need a champion that's going to be there every week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they will. I don't, I don't disagree. And I, I think I, that's I why... I think that's why Anthem's going to want the two titles back. They need to merge. They need to merge the titles. Oh, that's what. That's what. And I'll tell you that right now. That that, that needs to happen. The titles were the titles were being unified until the whole Forbidden Door thing happened, and Kenny took them from Rich Swan before he had the opportunity to unify them. Right. You just drop the TNA belt at this point and just use the Impact title. I mean, it, it serves. It's the TNA title served a good purpose. As Moose's un- uh, uncrowned champion gimmick, but at this point, at this point, it's it's over. It's it's jumped the shark. Right. The right. T- so, TNA has been dead for longer than it's been dead as a company. Right. It, Impact has its moments where it's interesting. TNA died when Hogan and Bischoff came on. Right. Impact wasn't created until what six or seven years later. Something like that. So. Yeah, let's just wash the dirty laundry out and put it in put it in a display case somewhere. Right, right, and, and I think I, I think you have some pretty interesting thoughts, but I honestly feel like the AEW title needs to fall off of Kenny first, and then let everything else crash around him. Because again, Kenny's supposed to be the guy for the growing company of AEW. If, no. he's, if he's getting beaten, if he's getting beaten left and right outside of the company and he's still the AEW champion and is still holding on to that belt, it makes AEW look weak. I hate to break it to you, but you're wrong. In my view, since day one, Hangman Adam Page has somewhat, has in some way, shape or form been the face of that company. I, I dis I disagree to a point because he was he was an unknown quantity before then. Yeah, he had his stuff in New Japan, but he, he was, was he was the he was the fresh the fresh earth face of everyone that showed up. I will I'll agree with that. But Jer- he's Jer- he's, he's the people, in the, the ring you with one of the most his very first match on television. He stepped into the ring with one of, if not the most iconic wrestler in the business today. Tell me that that isn't saying, yo, you're the face of this company. 
I would argue that the current face of the company is Kenny Omega because he's the guy with the belt. Uh, your, your top guy is the guy with the title. And if the top guy is losing everywhere else and is bringing that belt around with them, it makes your company look bad. So, you know, you, you get the belt off of him and let AEW start to build while he's letting everything else fall apart around him and then watch the shit hit the ceiling. That's, that's cool, but you got to get the AEW belt off of him first. Yeah. I just don't think that's feasible with, I, how, I, I, with I, how everything's stopping. I don't, I don't think it's feasible, but I think for the long term health, that's something they need to do. That's the way you think it should be done, but I mean, I, I, think, I don't think I think circle. if he loses the Impact title, which he needs to lose, I think it needs to be shenanigans with him losing. If he loses clean, everything else is moot. Well, it, I mean, it's Sammy Callahan. My point. So, he, I mean. When you have Kenny drop those belts, he, until he loses that AEW belt, he cannot lose anywhere else clean. Yeah, Sammy is like, he's the cerebral guy for Impact. He's the one that plays the mind games and everything, and he will find a way to cheat if he has to. He's, you know, we're, we're, we're coming into Slammiversary. Kenny is a heel. Sammy is definitely not a face. Right. So anything happens in a heel versus heel. Right. Right. And speaking of shows going on the road, and I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, New Japan Pro Wrestling is coming stateside. Well, uh, it's been stateside. In not, your New state. J- not New Japan Strong. New, New Japan, all of New Japan, is coming to run a show at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Matt and I are going to be there. Oh, you mean the yeah, former? Yeah. You mean the former home of uh, the Rams? Uh, former home of the Rams, former home of the Dodgers, the current home of USC, and insert whatever other team you want over the past 100 years here. <laughs> uh, because the L.A. Memorial Coliseum was built for the 1928 Olympics. Yes. There you go. Um, there, there is your history lesson for the day. You are so right. you guys will actually get to see Okada. Uh, most likely, yes. You should get uh, You must get on your knees and you must worship him because he is the Okada. I'm like his height. It's weird. I would let him do anything he wanted to me and my girlfriend. Okay. Period. I have to sit in the same row as you, Matt. Come on. I would, I, I would let You're him welcome. hit his. Fin- I would let him hit his finisher on me. I would too. But then, I'd, but then I'd be a dickhead and kick out. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, so yeah, I don't New, 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 Japan, New Japan is coming stateside. Uh, that is in August. So, Matt, I think you and I, what we're going to do, that is the Resurgence show. Uh, you and I are going to preview that before it comes out. That's probably not going to be the next show we do. It'll probably be the one after that. So far, the only match confirmed on that show right now is Jay White with uh, versus David Finley for the uh, for the Never Openweight Championship. I like the Never title, by the way. Yeah, oh, amazing. Um, well, they had to call it the Never Openweight because the Openweight title belongs to MLW. And, and uh, ne- Never was its own thing for a long. It time. was its that was their NXT. Oh, and, and I just want to point out that still your middle your Openweight champion. Your boy Hammer. Noted. Duly noted. So who is going so through? We, a, we're going through a serious Hulk Hogan uh, uh, photos kick. <laughs> like he's dressing as Hogan because he's so bronzed and so beefy. Oh God. 
Okay, so let, let's. Oh, let's, so let's, are they going to call the show Resurgence, right? Because of the COVID coming back, or what? Uh, Resurgence because it's their first time getting out of Japan in, in two years. They call it the Delta variant afterward. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. Please, please don't give any morons any ideas. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, we're gonna go. But in a couple weeks, you, uh, we'll be back here to record another show. It'll be between now and then. So, yeah, two, two weeks, two weeks. We'll, we'll be back. Um, so, we're gonna talk money and bank, kind of what we thought of it, and everything else that's happening. Because uh, we didn't get to everything, it's just me complaining about a lot of things, and you two. <laughs> And you two egging me on, which probably was good. This episode is going to be called uh, 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 The 685, The Gang Bitches About Raw. Well, it's the dog, it's the dog days of summer. That put, it, put, put it on, no, no, well, you got to put here, The Gang the Bitches About Raw. It'll get us so much traction, too. Here's, here's the thing. We don't have to title it that because, I mean, I could go back and literally ti- retitle ev- all don't previous 51 the- episodes and just put Josh Bitches About This. I can do that to the other millennials too. Josh bitches about this. Don't do that. <laughs> to make it sound like all I ever do in my life is complain. And I uh, don't. Matt? I don't. I don't complain every day. Matt? I'm not Matt saying knows. anything. Matt knows usually, usually I'm sitting here talking trash to people. I'm smart enough. <laughs> Anyways, you on, have that to note, on that note, before this goes any further and I dig myself any deeper into a hole, uh, for these two chuckleheads, that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> for these two chuckleheads, my name is Josh. This has been the six eight five. Until next time, wash your hands, be nice to each other, and uh, don't cough because it's horrible. And <laughs> go fuck yourself. You've been listening to the six eight five, an elder millennials podcast. Find this podcast on Twitter at the six eight five pod. Please follow this podcast by subscribing to the Elder Millennials on your podcast service of choice. You can also find this podcast on anchor.fm. You can also find us online via Twitter and Instagram at ElderMillPod or on Facebook at facebook.com slash ElderMillPod. On behalf of all of us here at the Elder Millennials, we'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll catch you soon. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>